Evening to you, and thank you for staying tuned to your family love station, Crowder Radio 145 Love FM Abuja. Time check is uh 4:17 p.m. My name is Grace Abba, and today is midweek, and you know, every Wednesday, exactly this time of the day, uh, the men's pickup comes your way. And it's brought to you by SOAR, which is Sexual Offenses Awareness and Response Initiative with support from the International Centre for Investigative Reporting, ICIR. So, I'm um, uh, glad to have you once again in our live studios, Chibuzo. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be here. Okay. And uh, could you please introduce yourself? Oh, you're here once again. Mm. Good to have you once again, sir. Could you introduse yourself Thank to us? Thank you very us? much. My name is Kola from... Kalala to me the name from the Child and Youth Protection Foundation. It's good to be here again. Okay, so Chibuza. Yes, um, thank you once again. And my name is Chibuza, and I'm from SOA Initiative. And um, like you all know, in SOA Initiative, we address cases of sexual violence and we provide support and assistance. And we've been doing this program with the support of the ICIR. We intend to raise main advocates. To speak up against sexual and gender-based violence and i must say thank you to those who have been signing up to show interest for this movement and it's encouraging and i believe there are still lots of people out there who want to be a part of this and we are also here for you to do this together so to take you through today i'd like to do a, a quick recap on what we've been doing so far um, from the first edition, we talked about toxic masculinity and if boys are raised to violate women and girls. From research, it has also shown that sexual and gender-based violence can be influenced by toxic masculinity. It starts, all this, the issue of toxic, as we said earlier, toxic masculinity starts from the family setting, where the boy and the girl child grow up together and the girls are being told to learn how to cook so that their husband would not be 18 outside or be a good girl so that they can be a good they can get a good man and why this is being said to the girl child the boy hears this and believes that the girl child is raised to serve him and they demand respect from them as an object of his pleasure this issues like this from the family leads to toxic masculinity the guy grows up with the mentality that he deserves respect and if he doesn't get it he will resolve it will resolve to violence it also boils down to the kind of words we use when raising children because it could lead to toxic masculinity and we need to understand that it's okay for a guy to be strong but the strength of a guy is not to beat up a girl child it's to protect protect the girl child and it's very okay for a guy to be respected but you don't demand respect you earn your respect so for those who didn't listen about toxic masculinity, that was a brief recap about what we talked about. 
and then we talked about who really is to blame for rape where we said anybody can be raped both boy and girl and then um, we encourage other guys to stop making jokes about rape it's not funny boys should stop making masculine jokes about rape it is toxic it's very important that if you see something always say something learn to step in when a girl is being bullied most especially in public boys should start telling on their friends like guys it's the guys they listen to the guys a lot so while you discuss with your friends discuss how to respect and stand up for ladies and to stop spreading sexual jokes any sexual jokes you hear let it just end with you like we had that day and boys should start should know that what makes you a man is not just what is between your legs what makes you a man is what is what you have in your heart and what you have in your head we should start talking and become protector and also have complete empathy to victims so we also talked about can no mean yes sometimes we talked about consent and we understand that consent cannot be given by anyone below the age of 18 if you make if you force away on someone who's below 18 it is rape no matter what he or she said so anyone below the age of 18 is still considered as a child and cannot give consent to rape and um, that is a brief recap on what we'll be doing so far and today we'll be talking about child marriage child marriage yeah okay so uh, let me come to the expert that we have in the studio today uh, i would like to start by asking you uh what has been your position so far on all of this uh that we have talked about uh in the past weeks thank you very much um i i, I think um so far so roles of boys and men in protecting women in the society which is very very key uh, and and also we, we, uh, i think it's also good to know that when we talk about rape we're not just talking about um the victim we're also talking about the perpetrator uh, and so most of the perpetrators have always been men and so if we are able to address um the men not um committing rape then we'll be able to protect um the girl child and women and and, and i love i love what chibuzo um said in in his one in his recap that men are to protect women even in public places it's it's very very key uh, we need to start developing the culture of um of shielding the, the women and shielding the girl child from all of this violence so, so if we have a society that respects and go along with this then we have a sane society all right so uh, coming to the topic uh, for today what is child marriage basically child marriage as the name implies is when someone an adult marries a child or child marriage is when um, there is um, um marriage contract between um, an adult and a child or sometimes between a teenager and a child and so child marriage is when a child is involved in marriage which is actually against the law which is actually against the law because when it comes to the issue of children the CRA that is the Child Rights Act states specifically in section 21 and section 22 that no child should and can be married and, and so 
um, the law is against child marriage according to the CRA and, and so when and, and then because um, marriage is a contract and the law also said that a child that is um, that is somebody below the age of 18 cannot give consent the law also said that a child cannot sign a contract and so child marriage is when you make a child to sign a contract that now goes against the law of the land and also goes against um, um, a human right because child marriage is a violation of human rights okay if you say that uh, one might actually say that it has worked for a lot of people for centuries now child marriage so what's your position on that I, I, I beg to disagree with that um, let's look at the percentage of people that got married at a, a very tender, tender age of 14, 13, 10 and let's look at the ones that came out unscratched let's look at the percentage of the ones that came out successful to the percentage of the ones that we have not recorded any sources let's look at that percentage and we look at it uh, on, on, on the scale you will find out that it doesn't help anybody and a lot of people don't want us to start talking about child marriage because they say it's embedded in religion now i i don't think we, we should shy away from that and and so if the law of the land says child marriage is wrong because child marriage actually um exposes the child to sexual violence number one uh, child marriage also affects um the 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 age status of the child and and also the mental health of the child so over the course of the years over the course of the years, if you look at the percentage of the of children that were into child marriage that came out successful, and the percentage of the of the girls that went into child marriage that had problems, you see that the percentage is high. If you go to the core note, we we have issue of um, BVF, uh, and then if you if you go to the um, to this um, southwest, the reason why many people goes many children are taken into child marriage is because uh, of teenage pregnancy. And so you, you, you're jumping from one problem to the other. Uh, solving social problems uh, by child marriage is not the best. So what, what are some of these uh, problems that could lead uh, parents to say, okay, uh, I give this child of mine to early marriage. Uh, let me just let him or her go. So, uh, I, I think the uh, most common aspect is poverty. That's okay. people. That's the example. That's excuses. And uh, uh, for me, uh, um, um, financial constraints is not an excuse. But people will tell you it's poverty. Uh, but, but you know, research have shown that if, if a child goes into child marriage, there's a the the, the 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 circle of poverty continues in the family because not all of these kids are given to rich rich men to marry. And so poverty is one. Number two is um is the lack of a proper information by the parents by the parents and uh, uh, because if you have proper information about the the the, phys the physiological um status of the child the mental um status of the child you won't give your child, to child psychological marriage. yeah and, and psychological thank you very much uh, and so lack of proper information or adequate information and, and then that reason why a lot of uh, kids are going a lot of families are putting their children to to child marriage is that it's a social norm and social norms are very difficult to change. It, it, it has, it, it, like you said, there has been something that has been with us. Um, people see it as as a normal thing, and and, and so in some in some communities in, in in Nigeria, when children don't go into child marriage, they they, they see them as negating social norms. And in, in social norms um, practices, there is the the benefit, there is the reward, and there's also the punishment for not doing it. So many parents don't want to be part of um, uh, the people that get the punishment. And you know, in social norms, one of the major punishments in social when you 
when you're going against social norm is that you just stigmatize you're ostracized from from the community and so people want to belong and because we want to belong we want to stay is our tradition and, and so but let's look at it as this tradition actually helped us as it helped our children as it as it improved the social life as it improved the edu- educational life of our kids and is it contributing to national development if they are not then we need to start looking at it and try try to okay it. mr kolawole uh, as an expert uh what can you say uh and how can this societal norm like you call it uh be you know averted or be stopped and for example you know you have some families who already have so many children and they cannot say okay uh, we we are killing these children they have come to stay except for you know when life happens but for these families that have many children that they cannot cater for uh, what would be the way forward for them well you know you know in prevention there are three levels of prevention the primary prevention secondary prevention and tertiary prevention now the primary prevention is just um, talking generally about preventing these things from happening uh, and so uh, the, the secondary prevention is, is looking at a particular set of people uh, that, okay, these people are prone to these kind of social norms and we need to stop them. And then the tertiary pr- prevention uh, that will address the, the question you just asked now is people that are falling victims, so people that have found themselves in this problem. And so tertiary prevention now look at how can we ensure that the problem does not continue to happen. And one basic way is this. Now, we need the religious leaders to begin to talk about the evil of some of these. We call them harmful practices. Now, child marriage, um, female genital courting, um, child labor, those are harmful practices that has been embedded in our culture, in our tradition. So, we need to start educating, and that's what SWA is doing right now with the support of their funders. And uh, and that's one of the reasons why anytime SWA is here, I... I find it as a privilege to be here. Number two things is uh, is that we need to look at our educational system, you know, because when a child stays in school and um, from primary school to the senior secondary school, you find that the child will graduate from the senior secondary school at the age of 17, 18. And so education is one of the basic ways of preventing child marriage. So let's get policies, let's start talking to government at all, at the state, federal, and local government level to ensure that the girl child actually go to school. Because if a girl child can finish secondary school at the senior level, you get to about 17, 18. And so once you get to 18, she's an adult. She can continue. And then what she has then can be able to sustain her. Number three thing is that we need to continuously, as a society, begins to frown at these things. And not just, just uh, it's not my problem, it's not happening in my community, it's not my family, she's not my daughter, she's not my sister, it's not her concern. You know, the, 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 the disadvantage of a girl child in any society is the problem of all. Let me say that again. The disadvantage of a girl child in any society is the problem of all. And so we need to start seeing this as our problem. And we need to start providing solution. And that, that means that I go to my neighbor that is about to give a child out to marriage and tell him that this is wrong. And then I find out that it's poverty that is making him to do that. And find out that he cannot send the girl child to school. I begin to look for ways to support. And we need to start developing the communal family relationship that we've had. And those are, that, that's a very good social norm where they, they, it takes a community to, to, raise, build, a child. to raise a child. Mm-hmm. And so when we begin to do that in a positive aspect, then we'll be able to overcome some of these things. Uh, uh, last one before I go to, uh, to you, uh, Chibuza. You say it's in the constitution uh, that a child cannot sign a contract. A child uh, below 18, 18. cannot sign a con- no, in, uh, contract. In the, in the Child Rights Act. Uh, a child Rights Act. Yeah. And we have it in this country. Yeah. And uh, we still have other uh, religious laws which 
to the best of my knowledge, should not supersede the constitution of the land. So what do you think uh, could be one or two reasons that these things are happening and the, that part of the constitution for the Child Rights Act is not exactly being uh, you know, carried out um, you see, or effective? Well, yeah. When it comes to the protection and the issue of children in, in states and including the city that have, that have the CRA, uh, the CRA said that when it comes to the issue of children, the CRA supersedes every other law except for the constitution of the federal republic of nigeria and, and so it, it, what and the major problem where we are still seeing all of these things is that um the full implementation of the cra in the fct and the full implementation of the child rights law in the state has not fully been implemented and that's a that's a that's a problem number two problem is that uh, uh, maybe people do not know um have a proper information about these laws you know let, let me read section 21 of the cra it says what well, no persons under the age of 18 is capable of contracting a valid marriage and accordingly a marriage so contracted is non and void and of no effect whatsoever now look at section um 23 it says a person who marries a child or to whom a child is betrothed or who promotes not just marry but who promotes a child who promotes the marriage of a child or who betrothed a child commits an offense and is liable on conviction to a fine of five hundred thousand error or imprisonment of a term of five years or of to both but we don't 000? see that happening it's not so when you don't have the full implementation of the law when people can break the law at any time and go scot-free we have not set examples of people if people have been in jail for, for giving out that child to marriage and now he's not talking about including parents so as a parent and not just parents people who participated in who, this marriage yes, going by it. like this yes uncles people that are there even at the party when the child is getting married you're mm. standing at the party and you're eating and then they get all of you it's five hundred thousand or five years or both now when you don't implement laws like this you see people breaking the law but when we begin to fully implement these laws it will go a long way but the law alone is not a solution to stopping some of these harmful practices that are so embedded in our social life in our social cultural life and so we need to engage traditional leaders we need to engage religious leaders we need to engage community leaders we need to engage parents and most importantly most of the time we 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 we, 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 we miss it there we need to engage engage the girl child because it's their problem and we need to talk to them more all right thank you very much uh, mr very kola wale and then coming back to you chibuzo you have a case study for us uh, today yeah share so with us. through this the issue of um child marriage has been so deep in our community and we try to overlook it and looking at the case study that we've been talking about, we'd like to listen and hear to the the, the view, the opinion of our viewers. Um, there's a case of um, Rukaya who is a 13 years old girl and sells oranges. And um, this particular guy, Saidu, he's 20 and he um, bought some oranges from her, 200 naira, and he insisted that he should bring the oranges to his house. While getting to his house, he raped Rukayat and gave her 1,000 naira. Now, three months down the line, the mom of Rukayat noticed that um, she was pregnant. And um, in the community, they have the um, understanding and tradition that if you get a girl pregnant, you pay a fine of by buying two goats and also <laughs> marrying the girl, which he did. So, things like this... Um, or things that are happening in our community. So I'd like to hear your own opinion, where you stand to this, and 
if this is child marriage and how we can stop this this is a case we have on ground right now so rukayat uh rukayat, an orange uh, seller 13 yes, year old who goes to girl. deliver Orange, orange to, to Seidu, who is 20 years. Who is 20. He raped her and gave her 1,000 naira. And, and after three, three months, months uh, to discover that she's pregnant. Okay. And the community says should, he should marry her. And he bought two goats and married Rukayat. Just like that? Just like that. Okay. Uh, so uh, let's have your your call uh, this evening on what your take is on uh, this particular case study about Rukayat, and uh, this is child marriage. Obviously. And who is to blame here? <laughs> Rukayat herself, her her uh, her parents, the community, the elders, or Seidu. Right? Yeah. Okay. Is zero nine zero nine four three five zero four one five zero nine zero nine four three five zero four one five zero nine zero nine four three five zero four one five. About some persons might want to argue that if she does not, uh, if they do not give her out to marriage to say do, then what becomes of this child that is born out of uh, this kind of you know circumstance okay uh over to you mr Kalaoli. well um that's what i said teenage pregnancy leads to child marriage and now you're, you're compounding the problem of the girl child you're making her, her life more terrible the best thing to have done is you let her have the child because abortion also is not very right but there's some school of thought that believe that she needs to abort we're not talking about that but most of the time when we make this mistake we put the girl in a more severe problem by marriage because the man never intended to marry the first time and so that's why you start seeing um teenage um wives killing their husbands uh, uh, just hold on to your thoughts let's take this call hello good evening hello hello good evening hello good evening okay welcome what's your name I'm Jennifer calling from Nyanya. Okay, go on, please. Yeah, I, I called to make my contribution concerning the case study of Rukuya and then the man. Go on, please. Yeah, I think uh, Rukuya has to be blamed too, but not so much because she's just uh, a child. She would have reported this thing to the parent at the time it happened. And she didn't do that. But the, the, the so much blame is on the man. And that simple uh, settlement of buying two girls and whatever to marry Rukoya is it, it, just, they have robbed that girl and they have robbed her future. Mm. And uh, it shouldn't be, uh, the law should take a, a stand on that, that's my take. All right. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you are saying, yeah. Mr. Kololi? Uh, and so, you know, uh, and, and so the, the, the thing is, you need to understand the nature of this issue before you really address it. And and that's why parents need to be educated on that and community leaders need to be educated on that. Also. Okay. Hello. Good evening, please. Please for Lauren on the line calling from Kabusa. Good evening. Welcome. Yes. Uh, please, can you hear me? Oh, we can hear you. Yes. Um, one of the things I want to say concerning this issue 
is lack of parental guidance when a child is growing. There are tendencies which you need to explain to the child about the, the change of the body system and and then the the rationale behind why the child should try as much as possible to avoid certain places. Even if you are sending this child on an errand to go and sell, there are things you tell the child. Some important things that I need to put across the child so that as the child goes out to sell these things, the child will be very, very cautious of what you have told the child. Now, for, for them to push this child out of the house and the child becomes pregnant and comes back home, and then um, after some period of time, the parent will not deny the fact that they didn't know that the child uh, has been pregnant all the while. Because the, the, the girl would have been demonstrated some, some uh, attributes which a mother would have understood that their baby is pregnant. So the idea of pretending or coming out today to tell the world that uh, uh, the girl became pregnant. Pregnancy does not just come at a day and the belly become uh, solo. So my own take is the parent somehow has 98% claim on this case. Sending your child out for an error without giving the child proper instructions or proper, uh, as a girl, a girl child, telling the child what the girl needs to know and the kind of touch. Who, who knew if really the man raped her? Even though the girl said the man raped her. And at the end of the day, nobody knew. But at least somehow there must be consent. The girl is not too sure of what happened. So she consented. So the parent had the blame. And... Accepting the goods from the man, even was in the whole situation, is just show how foolish we are in this country. Most of us accepting goods good for a man who has, is, who has, I don't know. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, uh, but we are not foolish in this country. That that's a uh, way off of the line completely. I do not think he got the complete picture. He got some of it, it, it but he didn't get it yeah. completely. Uh, I think he, he thinks that uh, the parents sent the child out of the house and then she came back acting all mm. pregnant and then they are pretending. Uh, uh, meanwhile, the, the rest is of the that case. Because the storyline said after three months, it's going to be But let's say this: the girl is thirteen. The, a, Speaking of the consent, he made mention of consent. A girl of 13, 14, 15, a girl of 17.9 cannot give cannot. consent for sex. It's rape. A girl of 17.9 cannot give consent for sex. If you have casual, if you have sexual intercourse with a girl, with a child. A day to her 18th birthday. 18, a day to her, it, it's, it's rape. It's not defilement. Let's just get it out. Under the penal code and the criminal code, it's called defilement. Under the CRA, it's called rape. And it's 14 years or life imprisonment. Okay, we'll take this call. Hello. Hello, good evening. Good evening. Hello, good evening. Good evening, welcome. What's your name, please? Oh, work is fine. Uh, my contribution on this matter is that the, the lady in question doesn't have that much claim because she's a young girl, she don't know anything. Let me see. It's not that maybe children of nowadays. The person that has my denied name is the guy, the 20 years old guy, that quickly you know, uh, has uh, appeared with him without uh, the concept or uh, agreement of the, of the girl. So that is what I wanted to say that, is that the law has to take, even the better that the family and the community uh, tradition has been taking place. It all has to take its place on that guy. Mm. 
I don't blame the family and the community because if they leave the child with the with the uh the, with the baby or they go and abort the baby, it's against the law. So they can't leave the child to be going and say maybe going around with the baby. So they have they have to marry uh they did it. what they did is the traditional is very proper. But despite that the law has to take this course because that guy entered the girl without maybe uh, I count the girl on the age. That is what the law says. So that is my contribution. All right. Uh, thank you very much for your contribution. Uh, if I get him correctly, I think I, I can deduce two things from what he just said. He's trying to say that I do think that it's one thing to have an early birth. It's another thing to be married. And he is saying here that uh, is the best thing for the parents to have mm -hmm. given her a way to marriage which is like two things now two in one things that's uh, first she's going to uh, be giving birth at 13 or probably at 14 mm -hmm. and then she'll be a wife she'll be a wife two terrible things that could happen to a teenager at this particular time uh, but he, he is saying that he, the second one is like uh compensation for the first that's the problem we have in the society because society believe that it is better to be pregnant and being in man's, in house. man's house and it's, and it's child marriage and, and i'm saying this evening that it's not it's not even I, as an adult i didn't think even, even as an even as an adult you know you know i don't want to go because there are some religious group that once you get pregnant in a particular religious group you're forced to marry it's mm. wrong it's totally wrong to completely I'm here to say, I beg to, to, disagree, to, to disagree with a lot of people that believe that that's the best option. It's not. Because there's a lot you can do about that. I, I, know, I know single parents that are doing well for themselves now, that have helped. They, they made the mistake, they were raped, I mean, they do good for themselves. What that child needs is the support of the parents, the support of the community. And that's why we need a very robust social welfare system that works in this country. If you have that, a child of the, in that condition will be taken care of by, by the social welfare system. And the baby too. And the baby too. And then the, the girl can decide to give the, the, the child out for fostering or for adoption. Okay, so when we create this thing, and, and that's why the community needs to be part of this fight against child marriage. When the people begin to know that there's a system that works, and the community will not settle some things in one corner. Oh, yeah, bring two goats, and that's the end. No, but the Lord needs to take his course. Okay, the second to the last caller mentioned something. He he did say uh, that the parents did the right thing. Uh, if I, no, 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 no. The second to the last caller made mention that uh, the, parents, uh, the parents did not do the right thing. Same. They did not warn her uh, mm. as she's going out to hawk. She should not go to this place and uh, this is what you should do. What's your take on that? Well, um, b before child marriage, before teenage pregnancy, no, look at the scenario. Before there was child marriage, that's the end result. There was teenage pregnancy that led to the child marriage. It there was, was child labor. Mm, child labor. And you know, hawking is one of the worst form of child labor. And, and so, and so that tells you the social status of the parents. It tells you about the mental state of the parents. It tells you about the, the information I spoke about in the first place. So, now in, the parents have here. Why? Because they didn't have proper information. And that's why when we, when we talk about child protection, we talk about parental responsibilities. But that's the way they have known. And, and so we need to start teaching parental skills. 
it's only in Nigeria that is Nigeria is one of the few countries in the world that you can just grow up and then get married and start having children without learning skills. We are not we are not lions and tigers that have parental instinct. We need to learn, and so those parents need to learn things. And also, if a welfare system is working properly, the basic reason for that is poverty because you will not if you have enough money, you will not allow your child to walk on the street. And so we need to empower the parents, and we need to help them to make good decisions, and also teach them. On how to parent to parents' rights. Okay. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Hello. Good evening. Good afternoon. Okay. Good evening. Welcome. What's your name? Yeah. Are you hearing me? Loud and clear. What's your name, sir? Yes. Um. I'm. I'm Mr. Peter. Calling from Pepe. Okay. Yes. Um. You see that. That, that guy, that two-year-old boy should be held responsible and should be prosecuted. Unfortunately, she have met that girl to deny, she have denied, I mean, have denied the girl the right of enjoying her youthful age, of teenage, that teenage youthful age, and force her to be uh, in her to family life where she's supposed to be nothing by her parents. That's my check. All right. Thank Thank you very much. You're still listening to your family love station, Crowder Radio 104.5 FM. It's uh, 10 minutes to uh, 5. And uh, it's uh, the men's speak up brought to you by the Sexual Offences Awareness and Arrestments Initiative. So... With the support from ICIR, International Center for Investigative uh, Reporting, uh, with Mr. Chibuza and Mr. Kolawale live in your speakers. All right, so there are persons who might want to be a part of this, and how do they reach you? Yeah, <clears throat> so we have a program or a network raising men who would want to speak up and raise awareness to protect and stand for women and children. Um, if you would like to be a part of this, you can reach us on this number 080 <coughs> Let me call the number again 080 So we have a WhatsApp platform. Um, where we discuss and communicate, and we'll be <coughs> we're doing this <coughs> in partnership. <coughs> we're doing this in partnership with the network of men leaders to end violence against women and girls. And from this meeting and from the WhatsApp platform, we'll discuss and how um, have a meeting with them to create more awareness on this. And aside that, um, SOA initiative. We have a support center, a SOA child support center, where we provide assistance for survivors of sexual violence. If you know someone who has been a victim, if you know someone who has passed through any sexual abuse, you can reach us on that line too, and we provide services free of charge. We have um, counseling and psychosocial support for survivor and family members. We have free enrollment of children into survivor support group to aid healing process. Because anyone who has gone through such um, situations, they need to heal. Therapy. It's not just about 
um, blaming them or persecuting or catching the perpetrator they need to be healed because they're passing through a lot we don't know about we also provide financial aid to access to rape related medical treatment forensic examination and report we can also assist and um, support in contacting NAPTIP, the police or social welfare if you have challenges in contacting them we can do that for you free of charge and then we can provide temporary shelter for those who need to be extracted from home if their business happening in the house you can call us and we'll make that happen and we'll accompany the child to assess needed referral services and then um, support during legal and justice process all the services are free of charge if you know someone who is a victim of sexual violence or you are a victim of sexual violence reach us on that number and we'll provide help for you please can we have the number zero eight zero eight eight six zero zero nine nine zero again please zero eight zero eight eight six zero zero nine nine zero okay thank you very much uh mr caller uh, he did mention uh, some things here on some of the assists that they intend to give to people who are listening right now have been victim uh, victimized or maybe they know someone uh therapeutic steps towards a recovery is not one that is quite known or popular in a society like ours uh, what exactly can you say about that and why i mean stigma and all of that people are not exactly um they do not have the face to come out yeah. or at least to even a psychiatrist or to a therapist someone like one-on-one -on -one you can trust and who will not be able to uh, share your own personal experiences that you've shared with them uh, 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 yes um, some years back we, we have that problem with victims coming out but over the past five years or thereabout we've been seeing a lot of victims actually coming out no, so it's getting better it's getting better and uh, you know what Sua and some other partners that we, we've worked with are also doing is to ensure that we have a very good enabling safety space and the problem why people don't really come out is because if i come out they're going to mock me uh, when you have practitioners actually sometimes um contributing to re-victimization of victim you know a victim you know, i went out to that place and this is what happened to me but now we're having safe good safe space uh, and because people are not giving sexual support we now have what is called code of um code of conduct we we monitor what you're doing how you're doing it and then people are getting quality um services when it comes to these um therapy and so a lot of people are coming out and i want to tell people here that are listening that it works you don't have to suffer in silence and because Hello. if you if you have passed through these sexual abuses you need the support as much as possible and also i, I love what i also said they give um this support group also for family members because many <coughs> times uh, practitioners um, only concentrate on the victim but you need to concentrate on the victim and the family because that's the place the, the victim goes back to so when you keep the family on how to support the victim the victim is able to go back and then the home now becomes a safe space for the victim so we're getting there we're getting there we have a lot of people that are doing a lot of talk therapy um psychotherapy around now 
and victim are getting the support needed but we need to just escalate escalate this and have and have more victims come and out. for people who are still uh, having double minds you have a word to say to them uh, before we wrap up on the program yeah. today um uh, let me quickly just say it. Mar- um, child marriage is against the law and is an is, is a violation of the human rights of the child number one number two if, if any person has been involved in child marriage there's always um an organization like SWAT that can help support them number and number three uh, that we all have a role to play in protecting the girl child and women in our society and i think as men it, it's time for us to start stepping forward to protect women we need to shield them from all of these um, forms of abuse and all of these um, terrible, um, harmful practices that is embedded in our in our culture. Thank you. All right. Um, uh, could you have uh, the numbers again, please? Okay. Yeah. So, if you want to be a part of this, if you want to be a part of the men's speak up to advocates, you can reach us on WhatsApp zero eight zero eight eight six zero zero nine nine zero. Again, please. 080 88 right. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, good to have you thank once you. again thank in you our studio. See you next week. Sure, yeah. All right. So up next is Sports at 5. They cannot wait to talk about... Uh, uh, Manchester United, Manchester City, and uh, uh, Bayern Bayer, Bayer Bayer Munich. Yes, Bayer Munich they beat you home and away in one game. So... 11, 11, 2. So, <laughs> so All right, up next is Sports at 5. Do stay tuned. My name is Grace Arba. It's 104.5 FM. <laughs>